is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Glad to be with you this morning. Coming up, we talk about ways Chicagoans are celebrating Juneteenth that include getting out in nature and building community. Plus, we get some book recommendations for learning more about the holiday. But first, hip-hop is more than music. It's a full and vibrant culture that has touched every aspect of American life. Since the 1970s, hip-hop has influenced trends. It's uplifted us, and it continues to speak up and provide a voice to marginalized communities. Now, this summer, the genre turns 50. From DJs to MCs, breakdancers, beatboxers, and more, we thought we'd celebrate hip-hop's golden anniversary with a course, a look back at songs that have paved the way for tracks that we're rocking to today. So joining us now to reflect on the past five decades and to look ahead at what's to come is Che Rhymefest-Smith, Chicago hip-hop artist and humanitarian. Welcome back, Rhymefest. Hey, thanks for having me, Sasha. And Chicago rapper Crystal Bowen, a.k.a. Psalm One, is here. Welcome to Reset, Psalm. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. So today is Juneteenth. So first, I got to ask, how are you celebrating the holiday? I'm not doing anything. Relaxing. I'm going to relax. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to you know, holler at my family members and see if anybody's throwing anything on the grill or anything, but, you know, going to go plate hunting. But other than that, I'm really just going to not work. Sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ramfest? Well, you know, me, I, I, I'm going to create, I'm creating. And so, you know, I have a, a friend who has come here the hard way from a country in Africa where he has claimed asylum and he lives with our family now. He has transformed our lives. And I'm ac- I actually made a song in his native language. And we're shooting a video, which is a di- uh, uh, Afro-diasporic video, where we're showing Africans, we're showing uh, Caribbeans, Black Americans, all on Juneteenth, nice. celebrating diasporic freedom together as I rap in another language. I love that. In his language. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I personally like to take the time to just honor our many great achievements. Something I've been saying repeatedly is like, this is the time to just talk about mm-hmm. black excellence. Mm-hmm. And I think what better way to do it than marking this major milestone for hip hop music, right? So let's take a glimpse, first of all, of what the past 50 years has sounded like. My mission, leave my residence, thinking how I could I get some dead presidents. I need money. I used to be a stick up kid, so I think of all the devious things I did. So step off the bank listen to these hits all day. (laughs) saw you both dance into some of those tracks. I mean, what comes to mind hearing those, Sam? Well, some of those were cultural resets in a mainstream way. Mm -hmm. 
And all of those songs touch my life in a special way. I mean, I'm a, I'm a just a complete fool for hip hop. I'm a student of hip hop. I've always been enamored with it and very blessed to call it call this culture part of the way I make my living. Um, but one one song really um, stuck out to me is that thing, Lauren Hale. I remember yeah. where I was the first time I heard it, and I wish I could go back and just hear it for the first time every time. Mm-hmm. I was one of those teenagers glued to the television when that video came on. So you like remember glued. the video? Me yeah, too. Yeah, remember the yeah. video because, you know, her stint with the Fugees. I could talk all day on just the Fugees and just Lawrence, but that 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 song in particular, I just remember where I was. But, I mean, um, the Run DMC collaboration, mm-hmm. uh, the you know, all I mean, all of it. So like, much. You know, I yeah, mean, there, there's yeah, Rakim, so much more yeah, we could have put in there. It's crazy. What about you? Is that, was that I mean, taking you back, Rhyme Fest? When you, when you, when when those songs were playing, my life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> Basically, like, I was like, "Am I dying?" Like, <laughs> I see everything so clear, you know. And, and it's so interesting how you know I was introduced to Bobby Caldwell through the light, mm-hmm. through Common, yeah. And 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 that's one of the powerful things that hip hop does is that because the samples honor the generations before us, I think we, let's not lose that. Like sometimes we act like there's a generational divide in hip hop, but the music itself is every generation in one. I love that. I'm so glad you brought up samples. So let's let's go back a bit. We started this conversation with Rapper's Delight by the mm-hmm. Sugar Hill Gang that was released in 1979. We know that song is hailed as the very first hip hop track to ever play on the radio and, mm-hmm. and top the charts. But the genre, I feel like it really began to take shape in the early 70s. Now, let's go to the Bronx for a minute, right? There's a block party. Mm-hmm. Uh, the crowd goes wild. DJ Cool Herc starts using this technique called the merry-go-round, right? So instead of mixing two songs together on his turntables, he starts looping the instrumental breaks to just make one continuous beat. Uh, before we chat about that, I want to listen to an iconic track that was made using that method. Like Here's the message by Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five. It's like a jungle sometimes. It makes me wonder how I keep from going under. So, Rhymefest, tell us more about how that all developed into what we now know as hip-hop. Well, I think with, with the message in particular, not only were we rocking a party... But we begin to tell our story. I can't take the smell, can't take the noise. Got no money to move out, I guess I got no choice. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back. Junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I try to get away. We begin to talk about what was happening in community. And, And what's so interesting about the message is that it reminds you that really hip hop is a local sport. It was a local Bronx, Brooklyn, New York sport yeah. that expanded the same way house music is a local sport mm-hmm. that turned into EDM, that turned into this, you know, right. all different forms of, of music that we have today. All of these music, uh, these music genres come out of local communities, local struggles, and it turns into these billion dollar industries mm-hmm. that that the people who created it only wanted to tell their story, and then the world caught on to it. That's the magic of it. Well, you know, Sam, Africa Bambada, right? Curtis Blow, Run DMC, as we talked about before, and so many others, all considered pioneers of hip-hop music in the the 70s and 80s. Um, Do you think that these DJs and MCs set out to define a whole genre? Did they know that this culture would take off the way that it did, you think? 
Uh, no, but I do believe that just like Rhymefest said, they wanted to tell their story. DJs wanted to rock the party. Yes. And I think mm. everyone has, especially in New York during this time, you know, there was an electricity. I wasn't even, I was barely born during this time. And, but I know even looking back and doing my studies, there was something in the water in New York. There was something going on. And there are a lot of different genres of music coming together in like a DIY sort of way. Mm -hmm. And there are these, you know, the secret parties, the, you know, only the coolest people or the people that most in tune to the music understand what's going on here. And you get people from other boroughs coming to see what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think they understood that it was going to be it was going to be a fast growing thing. It started but I, to spread like wildfire. But literally. rocking a party is re- universal. Music mm. is universal. You rock a party in another country. You don't have to speak the same language. But that beat got you all aligned. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. and even the tone of your voice or the way that you are expressing yourself. People understand where you're coming from emotionally from an emotional level. Yeah. So That's rocking so a true. rocking a party is uh, it, it will always catch on. You know, thinking of 70s through 90s hip-hop, Rhyme Fest, I feel like we got to talk about fashion. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking of the B-boys, the breakdancers. I mean, remind us of some staples that you would find people wearing at the dance parties and the clubs back then. Yo, you know what's, what's funny? Like, I walk around the house. I never wear it outside. But when I'm just, like, doing my lawn or just walking around the house, I wear my dookie rope. <laughs> You know, what I mean? and my wife is like, "Why are you wearing a fisherman's hat and a dookie rope and some and some Nikes?" I'm like, "Cause I'm hip hop." It's like, it's, but, it's, it's, it's yeah. and, and nobody can see me rocking my like Bismarcky like dookie chain, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel good. Now, now one of the things, I, and I gotta get on this the, the chains. When yes. you look at Eric B and Rakim, they're paid in full chain. 50 Cent had a chain that spun around. Kanye right. came with the Jesus piece. These chains. Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav with oh, the, man, clock. the clock. You, you, you know what this stuff, the, the, the fashion, it becomes like what we look at as Egyptian jewelry, crowns. We we discover all this stuff, artifacts mm-hmm. under the ground, and we say, look at the jewelry they wore. There, there are stories behind each fashion piece that you see these rappers and different people wearing, there there are deep stories behind it, and and those stories have to be excavated too. The story of the king and his chain. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> or the queen. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Among many things, Juneteenth is a time to celebrate black excellence, so we are using this time to mark the 50th anniversary of hip-hop, a milestone that the country will reach this summer. Our guests are Chicago rappers Rhymefest and Psalm One. Psalm, earlier you just brought us back, you know, to how, you know, hip-hop has shaped your life. You were talking about mm-hmm. just remembering where you were when certain videos were on. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about the opportunities or possibilities that hip-hop has opened up for you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, it has always been the taking of an idea or just words that I thought of in my brain, putting them, jotting them down on a on a notebook or in my phone or on a laptop, you know. Started off with pen and paper. Still do that sometimes. Yeah, good. But knowing that I can craft something, put it down, um, bring it to across the finish line where I can hear it in a song form, perform it across the world. Mm-hmm. I was on, I was my first European tour. I was on a train from France to Switzerland. I was just crying because I was just like, I'm me rapping brought me here. And I know it's like, 
it's uh, I'm a sensitive being. But at the end of the day, it is a remarkable, miraculous thing that we can sit here and talk about the thing that like shaped our lives as kids. We're not kids anymore, and it's still impacting our lives greatly. Um, we know hip hop's origin story, Rhymefest, as we've talked about, comes you know from the East Coast, specifically the Bronx. And fun fact mm-hmm. for those who know, don't know, I, I, it was founded by artists and DJs who mm-hmm. have Jamaican roots. I just had to give a little Jamaican plug. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, <laughs> a shout out to my my home and native land. But but how does Chicago fit into that picture and contribute to that scene? Mm. Well, you know, hip hop just like any other genre can begin begun in a place but it it can't thrive and grow in one small box i mean this thing is so big that by the, that by the time it came to chicago what we did with it turned into crucial conflict turned into mm. debrat being the first female artist to go platinum mm-hmm. was the brat from Chicago yes. turned into common turned into to Dr. Don DeWest teaching a group of young men how to go out and not rap but within the rap that we did how to tell our authentic stories and keep our values and character in it you know yeah. so you know by the time it got to Chicago it turned into Jesus walks because what we did was we put that that blue-collar, working, struggle, uh, sacred experience. That Southern migration, too. We, we put that Southern migration into it with that. a big city sentiment. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of amazing talent comes from this city, right? So much. Besides the talent in this room, right? I'm, I'm thinking... Shucks. First comes to mind is is uh, Lupe Fiasco, right? Uh-huh. Let's listen to a little bit of uh, Kick Push. Uh, what up, y'all? Yeah. Soundtrack, what's poppin', baby? Woo. Oh. Y'all ain't know. I go by the name of Lupe Fiasco. Representing that first and 15. Lupe, Chance the Rapper, Yay, G Herbo, Lil Durk, the list goes on. Shauna. Yes. Shauna. Twista. Uh-huh. Come Lucy. on. Twista with that Twista, fast flow. Yes. I mean, it's all Chicago. Yeah. All yeah. Chicago. So many artists to name. Tell me what other Chicago artists you two want to shout out. You first some. I want to shout out Pugs Adams. I want to shout out Taiwan Davis. I want to shout out Ange 13. Mm-hmm. That without her, I will probably wouldn't be the psalm that I am. Mm. I want to shout out Juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to shout out, uh, from from my from my end of things, uh, Angelina. I want to shout out Solar 5. I want to shout out Green Slime. I want to shout out Filthy Records. Yeah, it's just so many. Yeah. It's it's just, it's an insane amount of talent here. I, I'm sure somebody would be like, you didn't say me, but I'm, <laughs> you too, you too. Yeah. yeah. Any others come to mind for you, Yo, you know, I, I got to shout out some of the newer artists coming out, like Brittany Carter, yes. Freddie Soul, uh, Mother Nature. The You know, I see the new generation of Chicago artists being the women's voices like never before mm, because they're, they're being more free to not be industry or not like try to have fans. They're just expressing themselves freely. And I think this is what the, the injection hip hop needs. Also, I got to shout out, you, you know, you played Lupe Fiasco to watch him teaching at MIT. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, and showing that, you know, a lot of times 
these scholars could only get through the door as rappers because we weren't respected in the university spaces, yeah. in the intellectual yeah, spaces. Like, as thinkers. It, yeah, as right. thinkers, yeah, right, as right. thought leaders. Yeah, 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 and yeah. for Lupe to like take that from hip hop and say, no, I can actually teach a course in yeah, this. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know I, I got to shout out all of these, all of the rappers that are entering the academia spaces, I'm so happy and proud yeah. of them. You know, I got to shout out those type of initiatives to say, how do we take this music and use it for social, leverage it for social and political justice? Yeah, and I want to touch on this because in, in reality, Rhymefest, it, it's not always unity and positivity mm -hmm. in hip hop culture. We've seen uh, rivalries between, you know, rappers on the East Coast and West Coast. I mean, that was all I, you know, heard of, you know, growing up. I'm thinking back to sure. my childhood. We've also seen it turn deadly, right? I'm talking about Biggie and Tupac. Critics will talk about how, you know, hip hop music promotes social rebellion, and you mm. know, they're quick to point out violent lyrics before listening to the message mm. behind the song. So, as artists, real quick, tell us how you navigate that. As far as uh, violence, it is a it is a social commentary, and for for me growing up, you know. N.W.A. was like, oh, my God, everybody was against them. And then, you know, you fast forward to someone like an Eminem who you don't think is necessarily like violent, but, you know, has violent lyrics. And fast forward to the drill scene here where a lot of it has become deadly. It is social commentary. And for a lot of a lot of people, it is a way to not be violent on the streets as a way to get these uh, get these thoughts and emotions out without getting violent mm. unfortunately some people you know take it physically there i mean and we've always known violence to be part of hip-hop part yeah. of the story and where it actually comes from uh, it is an unfortunate byproduct it isn't everything that hip-hop is made of yeah but it is it is a mirror of where where are where are we sitting right now america one of the most violent nations ever. Like mm. it is, it is absolutely hip hop has always been a mirror to this country. So, so for me, the the violent aspect is something that we work very hard in our communities to circumvent. We've always, I know my, myself, I'm always advocating for the youth and advocating for nonviolent ways of expression. I know Rhymefest is, I mean, we're, we've all been documented as, yeah. as working in our communities to, to try to, you know, Mm. make that not such a big uh, story, you know, but hip-hop is one of the greatest genres ever. So... I, I won't <laughs> yeah. argue with that. You, you know, I, I kind of look at it like also what entertains you trains you. Hmm. And a lot of young people don't realize, you know, how powerful music is. I'll give you a small example. I'm in the sub-Saharan country of Mauritania where... Uh, people are still in bondage. However, when I show up, the young kids look at me and they throw up a Chicago gang sign. Mm -hmm. Now, they don't speak English. They don't know what that sign means. They mm -hmm. think they're throwing up a peace sign. Sure. But but that is the message that they get from us. And we don't even know that when we're rapping, 
how powerful that is for someone on the other side of the world because we're trying to be famous or we're trying to sell a record or get a stream. And so, you know, but me being a rapper, by the time I left the country, they were throwing up a fist. You know, to your point, Sasha, there's nothing wrong with a with a good rebellion. Yeah, it's when we rebel against ourselves and our own communities yeah. with our language, and and we have to realize how powerful this medium is. That it's not just you getting rich or you getting a like or you getting attention. Some uh, sometimes you if you. There? If you don't tell the whole story, because we're telling stories and violence may be a part of it. But if we don't talk about how mama's trying to get up and go to work the next day, how more people are on the bus stop trying to go to school and trying to commit a crime. If, if we glorify and exploit ourselves, then it will be only our bodies to answer for that. And I think you know, I, I believe that this is why it's important for people like yourself, Sam, Chance, Common, Add to who has a program Absolutely. to come home and educate not only about how to make it in the industry, but the power that mm-hmm. you have yeah. in the medium. Yeah. Yeah, but let's go back to that new generation of artists that you were talking about a moment ago, Rhymefest, and uh, specifically the advocacy work that we brought up coming out of Chicago, right? I'm thinking of No Name and Vic Mensa when it comes to their uh, work with nonprofits to send books to prisons, for instance, right? But uh, why don't we hear some No Name right now? Here's Diddy Bob from her 2016 album, Telephone. So this is definitely a bop. I <laughs> see you bopping your head some. Yeah, No Name's great. It's so unique compared to other hip-hop coming out of Chicago. What is it about this city that inspires such variety? Uh, I believe because we're in the middle of the map and we have a lot of migration here, I think we pull from that. And I think we had a chip on our shoulder in the 90s. I mean, we get national attention now, but I, uh, I, you know, I'm from the era where Chicago had a chip on its shoulder for not being recognized as one of the great mm-hmm. sort of talent hotbeds of the nation. Like, you, you know, it's not East Coast, it's not West Coast, it's not down South, but it's somehow all of that. Yeah. And there is a... There is a type of spirit here that is very, very hardworking and it is relentless in style. Like there's like accents within Chicago, like different accents within Chicago. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Like that comes for that that allows for such a gumbo, so much flavor. And that's why, you know, I love I'll always love Chicago rap because we always bring something. So I'm a little extra flavor there, you know? Yeah. You agree? I do agree. Let me hear some of those accents. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, side, you got side, the West on. Side accent, <laughs> South Side accent. Oh, you Joe. Know, I can freestyle. Like, look, Sasha Ann Simon says, come and take the pledge. Uh, we got a reset and you be walking on the ledge. Yes. W-B-E-Z. Yes, I'm free. I'm hanging with the only one, Sam. Yes, it's me. And check what? it out. I'm on the microphone. I kick it because I'm gifted. Sam, get on the microphone and make the people lift it. Oh, yes, it's some and no, it's not scripted. I come through heaven set and yes, I'm lifted. Yes, I'm a reverend straight up from heaven. Helen, both dichotomy, it's all of me. Yes, it's someone coming from the cauldron, cooking in the kitchen. Yes, what's up? Yes, ah, coming out the cauldron, listen, yes, hot and it's scalding. Hey. I'll be playing basketball, boy. I use a Spalding. Hey, 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 hold on, hold on. Man, 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 man. 
Yes, 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 we all Incredible. in. We can all win. Sasha and Samus. Yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I hear a calling. <laughs> oh my God, that was incredible yeah. i had front row seats to that yes. <laughs> anyway before i let you two go sam you have your first headlining show in several years it's coming up this weekend yeah actually Congrats. thank you very much saturday june 24th golden dagger 2447 north halstead i am hot headlining golden dagger for dagger pride actually it will be me joshua virtue show you suck is um hosting and um djing for the night and we actually have uh, another host, Angelina, who's also doing a short set. Oh, that's lovely. So, yeah. And uh, since I said Dagger Pride, I want to say Happy Pride as well. And yes. queer voices in hip hop are actually very, very important. And I'm one of them. So I want to make sure that I shout out the queer voices in hip hop as well. That's Chicago hip-hop artist Crystal Bowen, a.k.a. Psalm One, and Che Rhymefest-Smith. Thank you both. Thank you. Yes, thank you for having us. Why don't we go out on a snippet of a track from your upcoming project, Rhymefest. Can you set it up for us? Yeah, yeah. The album is called James and Nikki, based on James Baldwin and Nikki Giovanni. The track is called Pop, featuring my girl E.P. Coming up, still thinking of ways to mark Juneteenth and build community with the people around you? How about taking a walk or a hike? We'll talk with a group leading tours in South Shore and the couple behind the social media handle, Black People Outside. They make the case for adding time outdoors to your festivities. That's just ahead. We'll be right back with more Reset from 91.5 WBEZ. Stay with us.